105.9 The Mountain with Rick and Crystal and joined by Asheville's own Warren Haynes in town this weekend with Government Mule for two shows at the Salvage Station. You have got a busy spring and summer. Well, you know, uh, I've been home long enough and uh, new record coming, you know, it's exciting. Let's talk about first the uh, Leonard Skinner tribute that you did at the CMT Awards. How did that come to be? It was somewhat of a, a short notice. We got a call saying they wanted to do this in Austin for the CMT Awards. I, I think they kind of put it together fairly last minute. Wow. And that they wanted me and Billy Gibbons and Slash to be the three guitar players, along with Paul Rogers, who uh, I'm a big fan of. And so it just seemed like a wonderful thing. I was really honored to be part of it. Uh, it's a great experience. How much uh, time did you get to rehearse? I know it was kind of thrown together, but from listening and looking at you guys, it looked like you've been playing together forever. It, it sounded fantastic. Yeah. Well, we had... Uh, one day of rehearsal before the show, and uh, we had rehearsals the day of the show, and, and it seemed like every time we played the, those two songs, they got better and better and better, and by the time the cameras were rolling, we were pretty on it. But, yeah, it was just combining a short version of Simple Man and a short version of, of Sweet Home Alabama together, but... As you mentioned, you know, Billy and I have played together several times. Slash and I had never played together before. So, you know, there's a there's a learning curve anytime you're playing with someone for the first time, but it all came together pretty quickly. And so Billy is on the new album, too. Uh, so this this is exciting. This is coming out in June, Peace Like a River. So Billy Bob Thornton is also on it. So you got some, uh, some guests there. Yeah, it was fun to kind of uh, listening back to some of the songs think about who might be fun to bring into the fold billy gibbons for the song shake our way out was perfect because that song had a kind of a zz top feel about it Mm -hmm. and so uh since he and i've been working together a lot i called him and asked him to be part of that Uh, the song with billy bob thornton is very different than uh, anything we've ever done and it was the first song i'd ever written where i wanted the verses to be kind of talk song, kind of like uh, beat poetry or something, yeah. mm-hmm. the, the choruses being sung, but I didn't want it to be my voice in the verses, so the more we started rehearsing it, it, it felt like, uh, oh, maybe we should call Billy Bob about this, because, you know, he's got one of those spooky voices that, that brings you in, you know? Yeah. That's perfect, too, and the the song that he's on, The river's only, uh, River Only Flows One Way. Uh, it had me thinking with that title, and of course, Peace Like a River, and I'm like, wait a second. And I started thinking about some other stuff that you've done with rivers in it. River's Gonna Rise, off Man in Motion, uh, yep. just across the river, of course, on the new album. I don't with Celise on that one. Yeah, and I... Now, you tell me, but is your son named after the Hudson River, or was there another Hudson that he was named after? He is named after the Hudson River. So, uh, and when he was really young, and we would drive uh, across the, the bridge or something, he, he would go, that's my river, Dad. Aww. So is that <laughs> so rivers, is there a certain connection with you and rivers in general, or did it kind of start there? I think rivers are a symbol of peace. And when I was looking through all the, the lyrics 
for the album, the word peace and the word river appeared more than uh, anything else. And so I thought that I would want to come up with some title that reflected that. And there is a weird story, I'll tell you. Well, we were, I was talking in the studio with uh, our friend Evan that runs, runs the studio, we were talking about Paul Simon, and he said, uh, what's your favorite Paul Simon song? And I said, well, I don't know if I could name one. Maybe maybe Sounds of Silence, because that's the first one I ever heard, yeah. but there's so many. And he said, well, mine's Peace Like a River. And I was like, oh, I don't know that song. I've, I've never heard that song. He's like, oh, it's so great, and he played it for me. And I thought, well, that's that needs to be the title of our record. That's what I've been looking for the whole time. <laughs> and then it turned out he borrowed that from... A book that came that borrowed it from a hymn that "Peace Like a River" goes way back. Wow, lots of connections there. And and the whole peace uh, concept kind of works its way into the first single with, uh, you know, some of the works of Martin Luther King and the Kennedys and, and John Lewis and "Dreaming Out Loud." Yeah, there is definitely. Even though most of the songs are more about searching for inner peace, there definitely is uh, that connection without question. "Dreaming Out Loud." Uh, connects to that whole vibe as well. You know, listening to Dreaming Out Loud, I'm telling you, I, I've heard it now many times. I can't quite, you know, pinpoint what stylistically you would even call it. It seems like it's just, it's government mule. It's rock, <laughs> it's funk, it's pop. Uh, A little bit of everything. Yeah, it seems like you just did yourself and did my government mule song however you wanted to do it. How would you describe the style? I think that's pretty accurate you know uh you never know how it's going to turn out uh until we start doing it you know at rehearsal things always have a way of changing you write a song and and you kind of hear what you think it's going to sound like in your head but until everybody interprets the song their own way you never really know i had this this uh, thought in mind uh, that I took a cue from Sly and the Family Stone, where it would be cool to have different voices singing different sections. And so that's where that concept came from. And, of course, uh, once we got into the studio, it was crying out for horns. So we brought in our our friends from Brooklyn uh, that work with us on a lot of the New Year's Eve shows, uh, brought them out to the studio to to add horns two songs on Peace Like a River and two songs on uh, Heavy Load Blues, but which we did, you know, all at the same time. But, you know, things grow and change once once you're in there. And uh, it, it came out. I'm, I'm very happy with it came, the way it came out. Let's listen to it right now. Government Mule Dreaming Out Loud. On 105.9 The Mountain.
joins us. The new Government Mule album is Peace Like a River, out June 16th. Crystal wanted to ask you about the album cover. Yes, I noticed on your socials, like some of it with you sharing Dreaming Out Loud, one is a motion of like a water wheel. It looks, it gives, it's giving me a Rector set vibes. What is the, the story behind that artwork? Uh, our friend Rich Borgia, who has done four or five of our album covers, came up with that concept. And based on the title and the lyrics, you know, he likes it when I send him lyrics to the songs and, and obviously the music as well. There's some weird juxtaposition going on there because, you know, the title is Peace Like a River, but if you notice in, in the artwork, the river's fake. Everything in that picture is fake mm-hmm. and plastic. Yeah. So there's like this whole question of, is it real? You know? Okay. Uh, yeah. And it's just one of his cool inventions. He he did uh, Life Before Insanity, Deja Voodoo, uh, By a Thread, uh, Revolution Come. You know, he, he's done a ton of our stuff. So not a real river. <laughs> it's like a Lego. Right. Like a Lego so river. It, does that mean it's not real peace? We'll find out. Ah. Ah. All right. About to hit the road, too, which is going to include a couple of shows right here in Asheville at the Salvage Station, May 19th and 20th. And now, did you schedule? those as the last two on the mule first leg of the tour because you get a chance to take a break after that a little bit and then you're already home yeah 
Uh, I'll have a short break after that, which will be nice. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, the dark side of the mule. That'll be the end of the summer. That'll be in August. you got some festivals going on. Our listeners are excited about that. Yeah. I mean, people can see you now this year multiple times for a while there. And obviously, we've talked about the COVID before, how nobody was watching anybody perform. And so nobody had really seen you in your hometown in, well, several years, really. And now... With the Christmas Jam being this past year, and Salvage Station shows, and then Charlotte for Dark Side of the Mule, the the Warren Haynes Cup runneth over. <laughs> yeah, well, it's long overdue. Yeah. I know everyone's excited to see it, and so the last time you're going to be performing the album in its entirety from Dark Side of the Moon, huh? Well, you know, what we call Dark Side of the Mule is not really uh, doing the album in its entirety. It's, it's actually more than that. It's... Uh, it's any Pink Floyd songs we want to do, which is quite a few from Dark Side of the Moon, but we do some stuff from, from Wish You Were Here. Uh, we even do some stuff from Animals. You know, it, we combine a bunch of stuff together and call it Dark Side of the Mule. Cool. It gives us a chance to not do the same songs every night and shake it up a little bit, although a lot of them uh, we, we play every night because they're so important. But it's an opportunity for us to interpret the music and pay homage to it at the same time. And we double the size of the band for those shows, and it's full-on production with laser show, and it's crazy. You know, I, this lo- is the last time we're going to do it. A lot of artists, they shy away from doing the material from other bands and, and other artists. You definitely do not. You almost embrace it and over the years, not just doing it in concert, like a lot of bands do. But you also put it on some of your albums. From Ashes and Dust, the Gold Dust Woman that you do with Grace Potter, man, that thing just that kills it. Uh, you know, from your live at Bonnaroo, you do U2's One. Is there something about, you know, doing other people's art and making it your own that for some reason you embrace and others do not? Yeah, you know, and I think back to all our favorite bands in the late 60s and early 70s, which was such a beautiful time period of music. They all did that. They, You know, you think about the Allman Brothers live at Fillmore East. A lot of those songs were old blues songs that they reinterpreted. That people at that time didn't know the original versions and thought that they were Allman Brothers songs, and they became Allman Brothers songs. Now, I'm not saying that that's what we do, but I'm saying we took a cue from that period of, of time. And also, the, since we do a different set list every night, it allows the shows to take on even more uh, of an expanded repertoire, so to speak. I always say that if if I'm going to cover a song, there's three aspects. Uh, the, the, the criteria for me is it could be a song that I always wanted to sing. Mm-hmm. It could be a song that I wish I wrote. Mm-hmm. Or it could be a song that I feel like we can put our own uh, stamp on and yeah. do it our own way and make it different. Uh, any any of those three things qualifies. Because you just love music, you know? Like, if you love music, you're going to want to sing music. Yeah, and it's, it's cool to see a lot of other artists doing that these days. You know, I see. I remember seeing Tom Petty doing cover songs or Bruce Springsteen doing cover songs. And it's not like they don't have a ton of their own great songs, but right. they're paying homage to something else they like. And, of course, you kind of did that to all your blues legends with Heavy Load Blues. That was uh, almost, what, half was a kind of a tribute and the rest was yours? Yeah, and uh, I actually thought it was going to be more covers uh, until I wrote a handful of, of, of blues songs during during lockdown. 
but yeah, that was something I thought about for years of eventually getting in the studio and, and paying homage to Howard Wolf and Elmore James and you know Albert King and Junior Wells and a lot of our blues heroes. Warren Haynes joins us, and we thank you for taking your time. We know how busy you are because I'm looking right at your schedule right now with the new album coming out on June 16th, Peace Like a River. You got to check out Dreaming Out Loud, the first single. You got the Mule Tour. You got festivals. You got the dark side of the Mule Tour, and we're looking forward to seeing you here in Asheville. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that. And being able to do two nights is going to be really fun. Pace yourself, Warren. Pace yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the beauty of two nights. There you go. There you go. Uh,